What a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the villain Marty Scurll and you are listening to Behind, no sorry, what was it? Me and my friend Mark, we're gonna stop watching. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back. We, we, we're we still alive. Yeah, we did it. You can't kill us, much like David Arquette. Ooh, At least, that was well, good. I, I don't know. That was good. It's possible. You, you can't kill behind the gorilla. Not yet. Well, I think it's... It's probably because like, we're just already dead. Like, <laughs> could be. Right. I guess that's a much more triumphant statement if like we have a passionate fan base or something, isn't it? As right. As opposed to just right. like... You can't stop two grown men in their 20s from getting on a phone call for an hour every week. Like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) it's true. We can't be stopped. It's fine. (sighs) Yeah. It's not like a, uh, you know, this isn't like some sort of accomplishment. To be honest, it's more of like (laughs) a a detriment. Like, yeah, well, can't can't kill us. Oh, man. So. We're patting ourselves on the back a lot for someone who hasn't released an episode in like four weeks. <laughs> oh, yeah, at least. Yeah, at, at least. At least. So, uh, yeah, there's uh, wrestling's happening. It, it, yeah. it continues yeah. to, to plug to plug along forward. And, yep. Uh, Getting people back. I think pretty soon WWE said they're going to start going on tour probably by like June or July. That's the rumor at least because mm-hmm. it's wild that they didn't, frankly, mm-hmm. after WrestleMania. It is yeah. wild that they went from WrestleMania to TVs again, just just people on televisions doing and saying exactly what we want them to do, which is exactly what you want in a wrestling crowd. <laughs> uh, but it's uh, good. Well, that's exactly what uh, WWE wants. I know. What if they never go on tour again and Vince just like, stays in his own little bubble and tells his own stories oh man they won't do that they like money they'll that'll get them back out uh, yeah that is I, I can see vince being like you know what? we can just uh we can we can push this back a little bit further i i hmm. I, I like this we just got charlotte back we got to get her the title again yeah and everyone will love it yep it's gonna be great <laughs> all of our virtual fans and pumped in noise will love it Yep, finally. Well, that's what it finally took for him to ironically start booking Roman Reigns the right way. But, like, give it three months in front of people, and people are going to ruin it by cheering for him. I can almost guarantee you, because he's on another level right now. It's going to be very funny. Yeah. They boo boo this guy for four years, and then they finally make him a great bad guy, and everyone's like, yeah, let's go. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. Well, that's what what's was... going to happen. That always happens. So that's yeah, why I, I, you yeah. always have to do, and that's the whole point. If you want someone to be a baby face, you have to have them be a heel first. Most yeah, the well, time. the way the way they write baby faces these days, yeah, basically. Because yeah, bad guys are, now, I mean, yeah. we're going to go off in the weeds on this. I'm sure we've talked about this before, but like bad guys are cool. 
for the most part are like yeah. a certain kind of bad guy is cool. A dominant bad guy is cool. Yep. And the way WWE writes every baby face they have, like they have to be this sort of weird diet clone of John Cena from like 2008 mm-hmm. is very, very lame because it's very hard to pull off that kind of character unless you're literally John Cena. Yeah. Yes. Ah. It's not easy character. Not no. at all. What, what was that reaction? I was just I, I was thinking about how long until they like come full circle and have Roman Reigns doing the suffer and suck attached thing again. Like when we're gonna see that on a t shirt before he retires. <sighs> let's not. Let's, okay. let's not. Um so uh you've been you've been watching wrestling, Harris? I've been watching some. Uh there hasn't been a major WWE show since WrestleMania and since right. they went back to the Thunderdome. I've only mostly been following it. I haven't been watching it a ton. I've been able to watch Dynamite live again for the first time in months, and nice. that's been great. That's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I still let's see. So I, <laughs> I'm trying to remember the last time. I guess the last episode we did was WrestleMania, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. Wow. So, like, I I haven't fo- I I don't know anything with WWE at all since WrestleMania, but uh, apparently. There was a really good match on SmackDown with Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns for the for the title. And if Daniel Bryan lost, then he was gone. Yeah, off SmackDown was yeah. specifically how they worded it. So it wasn't right. quite a career match. But right. it's kind of a shame because SmackDown, again, from somebody who's only been kind of keeping up at a high level, is by far the better show right now. And it's the one with all the people I actually care about on it. Like I, I like Drew McIntyre fine probably not going to tune in for that the way i'm going to tune in for like roman reigns or bailey right so Mm -hmm. he's been putting in great work roman reigns got a new theme song that's actually probably worth watching just watching his entrance for that daniel bryan match that debuted his new music interesting which was like four years too late for him but (laughs) it's good i like his original song but you even at the time i was like man they really are just they're really cashing in on the shield credit, aren't they? Okay. Hang on, let me see. I'm going to see if I can find it. Oh, here it is. Okay. It's like a minute know. and a half long. There's a video of his entrance. It's it's very good. Yeah, I want to I want to hear this. Uh, uh you, you don't think this is a little over the top? Not really, because it's, I mean, at the moment, he's living up to the hype, isn't he? He's kind of that guy. I mean... I think it works. I think if it's if true. it's if he's debuting or if it's like a mid-card or something, it's definitely a little over the top. But, I mean, he's the head of the table, man. He's sitting there with the belt. He's had it for a while. He pinned two right, men at I'm WrestleMania in the main event. Like, this is this is a weird... This, this sounds weird. <laughs> this is just weird. It's this ridiculous, like... 15 second choral arrangement starting and then it's like this epic music but where the main melody is from a single piano and then a harpsichord like it is i mean it's not bad it's just very strange it feels real epic in a way that can get like could be over the top in a hurry if i think if it was for anyone else i think it's a good fit for his character true true if you were to like i said if you attach that to like 
I don't know, almost any other wrestler. Like it can't be Chad Gable's music, you know, it doesn't right. quite work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, uh, I mean, I, I hated his other music anyway, but I, I, mm, mm, well, we'll see. Ultimately I don't really care. So it's a good move because it keeps, well, I don't know if there's that many people like me, but like me from openly marking out during his music. Cause I associate that with like, you know, the Roman reigns that I've always rooted for. So yeah. This will probably keep me from cheering from him a little bit more. That'll be good. Uh, Bailey is finally back in the picture. She's challenging Bianca Belair for the title at. So get this, they oh, they don't yay. call it they don't call it backlash anymore because they're trying to get people to subscribe to Peacock or whatever. So they're calling it WrestleMania backlash. Oh my the pay per view calendar is literally WrestleMania and then WrestleMania <sighs> backlash. Like it's a ter- with which I guess it is. I was going to say like it's a terrible sequel. Which I, I guess it is, yeah, yeah, or kinda. will be, most likely. Kind of is, yeah. Seems a little over the top. Like I said, pretty sure Peacock just asked them to do that. Pro- I so mean, that's probably. Weird. Um, again, I can see the thought process there. It doesn't mean it's not yeah. stupid. No, no, for sure. Because <laughs> I don't know how many people are like weren't in for WrestleMania, but are now like, ooh, WrestleMania Backlash. Well, right. I guess I better watch it. Like, you either know or you don't. Yeah. You're either in or you're not. To be honest, I honestly think it w- it's gonna it's like more confusing than anything else. Like yeah, people are gonna, gonna think be... it's just like a recap show. Like they're not like it that's what it like sounds like. like. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like that'll create more confusion. But eh. no, it's definitely gonna be one of those things where, like, in you know, a few years you look back on it and it's one of those weird one-off pay-per-views. Yeah. That was like somebody in marketing or Vince thinking was a great idea. Like they had the show called Great Balls of Fire one oh, year. Yeah, I remember. I think it was, if I remember correctly, it was a good show because I remember thinking, it wow, bad. Th- that was a good show for something that I thought would be really stupid because it was called Great Balls of Fire. Yeah. Like it's going to be one of those. The, wasn't that the one with the Brock Lesnar and Samoa Joe for the title? Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. I know there was yeah. a good Brock match, so it makes sense that it's Samoa Joe. I think oh, that's what dude, it was. that's the other big thing that happened. Everybody got fired. Oh yeah, a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Year. Well, yeah, that happens every year though. But uh... yeah, same time too, which is not an accident, by the way. I'm no, I don't know the details of their financial reporting, but I genuinely think because people were like, "Oh, it's the same day as last year," which well, is yeah. April fifteenth, and I'm pretty sure that's literally so. Like they have. You know, you report your financials to your shareholders every quarter, so every three months. So they have all their WrestleMania income in quarter one, like or you know, close to it. And then right after that, you cut all your dead weight or the people you think are dead weight because you're bad at booking wrestling shows <laughs> to drive the cost, co- you know, to keep the costs down, so they can go in for Q2 and say yeah we've you know we've kept expenses down we had a great quarter cuz they just right. fired 10 wrestlers like that's why they do that at that point every right. year yeah and let's I just, see I, i'm trying to see if i can find a list of all, everyone so joe was the joe was what made me think of that uh the iconics both of them which is yeah. annoying but at least they're back together again cuz it would have been really sad to watch Peyton Royce flounder for another year before they let her go. At least they did that at the same time. True. Okay, um, so let's see. Oh, yeah, Bo Dallas, which that one hurts, man. That one hurts. Yeah. Kalisto, Wes, uh, Wesley Blake, who I don't know who that is. Um, he, Mickey um, James, who I didn't even know was still employed by them. 
Yeah, she was never on television. Wesley Blake was the other half of Blake and Murphy when they were in NXT. They were a good tag team. They were Alexa. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember. I remember that tag team. I don't remember that that was the dude's name. Yeah, Um, he's been a singles guy in NXT for a while. He hadn't done much, but Chelsea Green. That's good for her. Um, (laughs) She'll. That'll yeah, that'll work out. Um, Tucker. Yeah, she's the. Yeah. Man, poor Tucker. They yeah. never he never had a chance. He didn't have a chance. They literally no. had him turn on Otis. I'm pretty sure cost him the money in the bank briefcase, and then they didn't even feud yeah. after that. That's how little they cared about him. Mm-hmm. And now, by the way, Otis is a heel again. He's teaming up with Chad Gable. And Chad yeah. Gable is like his trainer and they're lifting weights all the time. And people are like, Whoa. Well, that makes sense. I mean, they were doing that already. They're like best friends and have been doing that for like years. So right. that makes, well, it makes sense. sense. People are like, Man. Otis is great in the tag team. They sh- they should have tried that sooner. I wonder how that would have worked out. Like, that's <laughs> yeah, bad. But I, I don't know. Like... That being said, I wasn't like a huge Tucker fan, so this right. is kind of my fault. You know, I can't I can't blame him too much because I didn't know anything about him. I wasn't yeah. buying the Tucker T-shirt. Yeah, Andrade finally got out. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Although I think that was a little earlier than. Like the it, April stuff. It was actually that coincided with the fun rumor that like Charlotte had pulled some strings to get him released with a no compete clause or wow. without a no compete clause. And that was why she wasn't booked on WrestleMania because they were mad at her for that, which I doubt is true. But yeah, it seems it's pretty dumb. funny and also would be like the most babyface thing she's ever done. <laughs> get Andrade released and not take up space on the WrestleMania card. Yeah, That'd be that would have been cool. Yeah, but yeah, no. So he, I think he, um, he just challenged. I forgot about this. But we can talk. Oh about yeah, this he just challenged uh, Kenny Omega. Right, because I forgot Kenny Omega holds the AAA title and the Impact title. Yeah, I figured we can we can get to that when we catch up on our months of AEW that we've missed. But mm-hmm. yeah, so he yeah let him go win that back. I've never watched AAA, but I'd probably try if he were the champ. So let's go do that. That's fine. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah, that sounds awesome. Is there anybody else we missed? I, I don't think so. It'd be I think embarrassing if we did. Well, and Mo- right. Mojo is the only person we didn't mention. Oh, name. yeah. Well, <sighs> so I think that's everybody. Great. Okay. So, yay. <laughs> Bo Dallas, Chelsea- man. I, I, all you got to do is believe. That's yeah. sad. And we did because we, uh, we had hypothesized people were floating after that debacle that was the Fiend match at WrestleMania. People were like, no, no, it's actually Bo Dallas. And that's why he was wearing a full body suit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, listen, if the f- resurrected fiend is secretly an imposter Bo Dallas, I will never say anything bad about WWE <laughs> again. But luckily, luckily he wasn't. And they fired him. Yeah. We can continue the podcast. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. The other one I think is, I, I, well, I'm interested to see what happens with this Chelsea Green because I don't. I, I know she was good in Impact before that. Yeah. Like I, I was aware that she was an indie wrestler or a you know non WWE wrestler who did a lot of good work, and I didn't know anything about it. So when they signed her, I was like, oh okay, it'll be cool to see what she can do. And then, just never did. Just never did. She just kept getting hurt. It was probably the worst luck, other than maybe like Hideo yeah. Itami of any WWE signer I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I completely done. forgot about the Kenta fiasco <laughs> right? with his NXT run. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was a nightmare. Just can't, couldn't get anything done. Just bad luck, but 
we'll, I, I assume she'll go back to Impact at least for a little while. I'll be interested to see what she does at some point. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Maybe one day I'll she needs to go to AEW. To be honest, I mean they they need more of that star power in the women's division. Yeah, yeah, for so. sure. But um, yeah, so that's that's about all I know about WWE for the time being. Um, that was that was pretty good coverage. Yeah, it's all not things good. considered, that's not bad. Um, yeah, Dynamite AEW has been rolling around, uh, rolling along. Still, still is interesting. Um, the the biggest change with AEW over the past couple of weeks has been the complete babyface turn of Inner Circle, which yep. I was worried about and not never really wanted and was not a big fan of that. I I get it, especially because they, you know, they have a lot of factions and there's a lot of heel factions and they're very very uh low on baby faces, so I get it. And obviously, everyone likes the inner circle. They're one of those right. heel groups that everyone respects enough where we're going to boo them. But, you know, we, we like everybody in there because they're amazing. So, I mean, I get it. I'm still a little disappointed that, I mean, and I know it's been over a year, but I'm still a little disappointed that, that they're now kind of the babyface group. But it's fine. They grow on me. I haven't seen, man, I, I haven't gotten to see Jericho cut babyface promos in a long time. Like a really long time. And, How do you feel uh, about those, by the way? Uh, they're phenomenal. What do you mean? They're incredible. I think I think he's got a little bit of rust. He still has to knock off. I think a lot of them are good. We can talk about this in more detail. But like, well, but they're also doing it well. Where like, you know, the best way, the best thing with wrestling changes as far as babyface and heel stuff are when the character doesn't really have to change. Like yep. that's when you know it's done really well. Yeah. Um, and that's what they're doing. Like they're not any different, really. It's just, you know, you literally tweak like one or two little things and then you have them feud with worse heels and yeah. And then that's really all you have to do. So then, then you're not, and then it doesn't feel fake or dumb or white meat baby, you know, like there, <laughs> there's, it, it takes away a lot of those issues. And I thought they're doing a really good job with that. Yeah, I, this is what I was going to say when you first pointed it out. Like when you turn them face, the the best thing they could possibly be doing is exactly what they are doing, which is feuding with an even badder, more heel uber faction, like the pinnacle. So you're like, all right, this is perfect. Like this makes sense. And they haven't had to change too much. They're not trying to cut those like, you know, John Cena, you know cheesy superman promos we were talking about a little while ago mm -hmm. i just think there's a few things that he tends to do that he can get away with when like because the chris jericho character at this point is like 80 percent aging rock star dad right if not right. more than 80 percent right and there's a lot of stuff that he can do as a bad guy that you know is cheesy and like eye rolly and it works because he's this entitled heel and then when he comes out and he tries to like sing a Broadway song about beating up MJF and tries to get the crowd to sing along, you're like, man, this doesn't like, yeah, it's not quite That's there. Fair. And like, he's still, when he gets intense, he's really good at that. And like, it's still working. I'm excited for this feud. I like seeing him in the inner circle face off against the pinnacle. I'm excited for this week's blood and guts match. Like all that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. There's yeah, just every about. week he's got one or two of those lines where you're like, oh man, you're not like, you're not. 2001 chris jericho anymore like you got to find a different gear yeah. for that level of energy but i it's it's good i do like it i just think he's uh 
he's got some rust he's got to knock off. But I, this is what I've, I've wanted to talk about this for like five weeks or however long it's been <laughs> since we last recorded. All right. The segment, I don't even remember when it was, but the segment where Inner Circle first returned uh-huh. and the pinnacle is like celebrating in the locker room. They get a knock on the door and MJF opens the door mm-hmm. and it's Chris Jericho. And he doesn't like they don't start fighting. He doesn't freak out. He just with like the best comedic timing you've ever seen, just closes the door, turns around and says, uh, we got to go. <laughs> and then they run out the other door and I forget who it was. It was it Swagger. Hager. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Hager, Hager bursts in, in the other door and then they all start fighting. <laughs> But that moment of like pure Looney Tunes nonsense, Mark was probably the hardest I've ever laughed at any wrestling segment. It was so perfect because you know, like you you think you have this, um, what's the word trope down right yeah. where they open the door and surprise, bam, bat to the face. No, they take like another ten seconds for him to just close the door and just be like, uh, guys, we gotta go, and then they kick it off. That was incredible. Uh, yes that was yes that was maybe my segment of the year and oh, then that was amazing they, they had another like chris jericho continues to come up with terms of we're going to get together and cut promos on one another like this week it was a parlay right a few weeks ago they had the um that's been the ago. inner circle thing for like the past year though Right, exactly. Well, like when they were trying to let MJF in, there was like a yep. debate, right? There was like, a debate. There was a town hall. There a town yeah, hall that's meeting. What it was. Like, there's always a different thing. Yeah, and that is low key one of my favorite running gags in AEW. Is that Chris Jericho was like, "Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna get together next week. We're gonna have a sensational summit." And you're just like, "Yeah, <laughs> all right, sure. Put that on a t-shirt. Let's go. War, a war like, room meeting. Yeah, like, like it's. You're right. Yeah, it's always some." Yeah, he keeps doing that. That's funny. Oh, it's great. I love it. I mm. love um. Somebody pretty soon else it's gonna be this. like the uh the the treehouse club club yeah. meeting. Like yes, it's gonna get to That'll that be point. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know they've been cutting promos on each other for like the last three or four weeks. That's been really fun. I am genuinely very excited for this blood and guts match and. Somebody else pointed this out. This was on the uh, the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast, so I'm not going to take credit for it. But they just pointed out that this week they were going toe-to-toe with one another. And poor Sean Spears is just into it, right? And he's talking about how we've been roped into this match and you guys ambushed us. And at Blood and Guts, you know, kayfabe, kayfabe. And then Sammy Guevara got on the mic and was just like, hey, you're a bad professional wrestler. Like, <laughs> no, like I'm not joking. You're not good at any of this. You suck in WWE too. And it was so, like... <laughs> wildly out of proportion but also great in like the just barely worked shoot kind of way yeah and it was so funny i'm excited for this match i really am it's awesome yeah no i am too (laughs) it's great and it and look and as annoyed as i was with the pinnacle thing at the beginning again i've never been annoyed with it like i think it's a great idea and everything it just it came about so stupidly um obviously like the attack and all that stuff was good but the fact it was just it was dumb. Like the writing of it was dumb, but, um, but it, they found the perfect group of people for this faction where they're the heels and they're st- straight up heels. They're, they're not likable heels or cool heels. Like they're straight up heels and they're kind of 
But but it works when you have a, have heels that are kind of lame in a way. Yeah, exactly. And but also like but not jokes like you like they're, you know, very formidable and everything. But there's like this just element of lame that just works really well for this type yeah. of heel. And we don't get to see that much in wrestling nowadays. It's always it, the cool heels, even with the inner circle for the past year. It's always been some sort. And they, they, they you know, they get made fun of and stuff like that, too. But, like, there's just this level where it's a different type. Like, this feels very, and, and it makes sense because of who's there. But it feels much more yeah. old school heel, which is way more effective way to be a heel than what we've seen over the past 30 years of wrestling. I think you're right. And that's why, like we said, the inner circle face turn works because mm-hmm. they've always been kind of cool heels. You know what it is? This, uh, let me tell me what you think about this. So it's that they're, you know, we can't say it on this podcast, but they're all chicken ish heels. Right. Yeah. And here's how you know that. Can you, you know, that great Ric Flair, classic old school wrestling, bad guy spot, where they just plead for their life in the middle of the ring when you've got them nailed to the wall, dead to rights, and they've got nowhere to go. Can you really see anyone in the inner circle doing that spot and really pulling it off? Uh, Maybe it's just, maybe it's just because they've, they've sold themselves as tough guy heels for the last year. But I feel like even Sammy Guevara doing that isn't really viable. Every single member of the pinnacle can do that. And you can picture them doing that. Yeah. Most of them have done it at some point or another, and that's kind of why they're on that next level in terms of uber heels, mm-hmm. and you really want to see them get smashed. Yep, yep, and and it's just it, it's also just a way of it's just a mindset. Like a true yep. heel mindset just does not exist in ninety five percent of professional wrestlers nowadays. That's why when MJF came around, that's why he immediately shot to the top. And I mean, one, well, one, cause he's, uh, he's phenomenal. He's a phenomenal wrestler and a phenomenal promo, but also it's his commitment to the character, which just does not exist in, in wrestling nowadays. And you're now seeing that from kind of the whole group have really kind of jumped on to that. And then when you, and then it just, it adds a whole other level of believability and a whole other level of entertainment that just is just rare this day and age so yeah it's great yeah a lot of the the promos they've had really in the last four or five weeks have all been phenomenal and have all let different members of the group shine i think the line that well other than all the times they make fun of sean spears because that's very funny i'm not gonna lie there was a point where jericho's like everyone's always saying sean spears has a bright future i haven't seen it and then just keeps going like man that was mean in real life that was mean (laughs) but the best line the one that I think like, you know, hopefully assuming AEW still around in 20 years that people are going to look back and be like, yeah, that was it. Is he said, no, I'm not good for 25. I'm good. Period. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, he is. <laughs> the <laughs> yes. only thing Pinnacle's missing is their titles. Like that's the one thing yeah. they're, they're missing. And well, we once... got to put all those on the other dumb heel faction. Right. Once we get to, once they get to that point, And again, that's why I'm a little nervous. They did this now. Because that won't, they that that's needed. Like if that doesn't happen yep. fairly soon, it it will fail. Like it, it just won't work. Because mm. that's the thing. These type of heel factions, you have to have that. You have to have the titles, or at some point, because of the 
attitude they have at some point if they're just never winning and not on the top of anything they're just dumb at that point so it's yep. kind of a fine line you got to be careful with and with it doesn't look like any of that other stuff is going anywhere anytime soon so that's where i'm like a little nervous mm. about this Th- this might be a very good thing that peters out because of the timing you think they're gonna win this week uh they better yeah, that's what I was going to say, because this is the thing. If you beat – because the inner circle, I feel like with Jer- – Jericho had the main belt Yeah, for a minute because inner circle has been around like, since the beginning of the show. Him yeah, having the belt. Like, yeah. yeah. So there's that validation. They don't have a great record in big matches. So I'm curious what happens to them if they lose this match. But I feel like Pinnacle beating inner circle, MJF pinning Jericho or whatever happens, that will be enough to keep them up for at least a few more months until they can get a title shot somewhere mm-hmm. at some level. Yep. I'm curious to see what happens to whoever loses this though. Cause you can't, I feel like they're both two sides of the same coin. You can't have these two factions just kind of existing on the same card for too long. Yep. So I'm interested to see what happens next, but yeah, I think you're right. That's, that's absolutely the right choice. I don't, I don't know if they'll do that or not, but it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, all right, so I guess we can move on to the other massive faction going on with uh, AEW. The Dark Order. Wait, no. Uh, the Nightmare <laughs> Factory. Wait, no. The Factory. They split up. Team Taz. Care. Team Taz. <laughs> I genuinely forgot. Oh, how many others can we – oh, man. It's – yeah. All right, let me, actually, I want to uh, – you know what? Hang on. That's what I want to talk about because the first match okay. was Hangman and Brian Cage. Uh-huh. I absolutely loved it. I love that match. And the fact I was literally this whole match, I'm sitting here and I'm like, you know, these matches are great. You know, the, the first matches, they always go 10, 15 minutes, no commercial breaks. And they're just kind of barn burner matches. And it's a perfect way to start a show. They're always awesome. And these two guys are great. And I was enjoying the match, but I'm sitting there. I'm like, but at some point, AEW is kind of getting a little, little tired with some of this stuff where it's like, 75 to 80% of the time, kind of like what WWE had gotten to, like, you just know what's going to happen. Like, you just know what's going to happen. And so I was a little, I was a little th- kind of, eh, I couldn't really get super into it. Cause I'm like, yeah, I mean, you, you know, what's going to happen. And then Brian Cage won. And I like marked out. I was like, yes. <laughs> Team Taz thank you. Yes. Like, thank you. You did something different. Well, oh. not only that, they did it in a heel way. Like, they beat him up before the match, yeah. and then he actually won the match. I was genuinely like, oh, good for Team Taz. It was like, great. They I loved one. it. I loved it. I was so happy. And then, you know, <laughs> I mean, I know they beat him up for it, but, like, but then he won clean. And I'm just like, yeah. this is, this, that was great. Like, they, well, one, Brian Cage should be doing way more than he has been since he came in. He should be, like, up there with, as, like, champion. Um, so it was just, it was, uh, I, I was so, apparently this match didn't get very good grades and people didn't like that a lot of times. I, I loved it. I, I was so happy that something different happened. I, I, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, I was super happy with it. And I think, you know, everyone has kind of penciled in Hangman Page to be the guy that eventually dethrones Kenny Omega, whether sure. that happens or not. This is great just to, like, set him back a little bit. Like, presumably he'll have to overcome this Team Taz thing. Or if not, his win-loss record isn't that good anymore. There's going to be a lot of people, like, above him on the totem pole. Mm -hmm. So he's going to have to keep scrapping. 
but he's still protected well, in the loss. It was just Page is the number was the uh, number one contender. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I yeah, it was it, great. it's not necessarily that like wins and losses are going to matter all the time ever because it's really hard to book a week to week wrestling show by doing that. But this is the perfect situation where you're like, look, he's protected. We really, in my opinion, they very much needed to give Team Taz something yes. to hang their hat yes, on they did. at some point. And he'll, you know, it'll give Hangman something else to battle back from down the line. So, yeah, no, yep. this was a real solid decision because I genuinely thought when they started, I was like, oh, man, well, gee, I wonder if Hangman Page is going <laughs> to overcome the odds right. and beat Team Taz. Oh, oh, OK. Well, he, hey, all he right. didn't. Good for them. Yeah, that was <laughs> that my makes exact sense. reaction. I was so happy. Uh, um, and uh, then we went right into the other match where you knew the end result. And it did happen. Was the tag team title match, um, the Young Bucks and the Seidel brothers? That was a good match, though. I mean, those those four are just great in the ring, and they they mesh really well together with their wrestling styles. So that was fun. Um, they finally, very 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 pathetically, they finally turned the Young Bucks actual heels. I guess. I I I still, I still don't feel like we really had much of a definitive thing because they just were doing the <laughs> same little pansy thing they'd been doing for like two months. We're like, Oh, we're not going to stop this or, Oh, we're not going to do this, but, but we're not with you. It's like, they just did that again last week or whatever. And now I guess they're heels. And you're like, Oh, Oh, okay. Nothing really yeah. changed, but I, I guess now they're <laughs> heels. Good. Cause I already you hate know, you. And now I, now I can keep hating you. So yay. You know, what's funny. We were just talking about how, like, in the case of the inner circle, like when you're a baby face or a heel, the character shouldn't change. It should just be, you know, it's subtle differences, right? Right. One of the best Except examples of this, I think, if we go back to WWE, is Randy Orton is one of the best examples of this. Randy Orton, mm. I mean, he might have gone heel baby face like almost as much as Big Show at this point. But the, like, but he's the same person. His wrestling style is pr pretty much the same. You just take away a couple of cheating things and you have him mostly wrestle heels when he's a babyface or babyface when he heals, you know, or whatever yeah. that is. But he's pretty much the same and he's able to seam seamlessly go back and forth between those two really, really well. He's the one I always right. think of when I think of that type of character thing. Um, that makes sense. That is but not the, the case. With the Young Bucks, they didn't change anything. It's just that they were unlikable when they were babyfaces and now they're just sort of they're like, yeah, I guess we'll be friends with Kenny. I, I don't know. I think we've established that it's hard for me to get invested in the Young Bucks as like oh, week no. to week television characters. Yeah, it's not possible. Um, and and they're, it, it's so funny. Like they're, they've been terrible baby faces for a little while now, <laughs> and and now and they're they're even worse heels. So it's just it's really funny. It's just it's just interesting. Like the the Young Bucks are are the best. In the uh, their like vlog YouTube series, when it's just them and they're not trying yeah. to do anything, then then they're great. <laughs> but anytime they try and do anything, you're just like, oh boy. Yeah, it just it's honestly been fascinating to me as somebody who like knew and kind of liked them but didn't follow them closely. Just like them because you know they're on one of the big crazy indie shows that I would watch before AEW right. happened. Right. To, it's it's fascinating to think about how they just couldn't translate themselves to television. I think that's no, super interesting. Like it's, not at all. 
this isn't why they didn't go to WWE, but I think the same thing would have happened to them in WWE where they're just. Oh, it would have been even worse. Yeah, I mean, look at what they did to the revival. It's the same yeah. thing, but yep. at least, but at least, at least they are now on the right side of the spectrum in terms of like, hey, we love to hang out with Kenny Omega and talk about how great we are and be kind of dorky in an insufferable way. Like all of that is at least in alignment with reality now. True, there's not this weird cognitive dissonance and. If and when I don't, I don't even know who's going to challenge him for the titles. It's that I uh, oh, it's going to be uh, Daniels and Kazarian. Oh, okay. See, I, I'll be honest. I just don't know that much about SCU. Like, I know they're good, but mm. I've never been emotionally invested in them. But like, at some point, like, I I can see myself really rooting for the Young Bucks to lose a match. Like, if you put them back in there with FTR, you're going to have a problem because the pinnacle is going to be super over in that match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know. Is what it is. Kenny Omega's <laughs> got all the belts. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. Kenny, Kenny Omega's dripping. He's he's dripping in all the gold at the moment. The uh, eight, the AAA champion, the AEW champion, the Impact, and TNA, uh, TNA champion. Because they like have two belts for some reason with that thing. Um, yeah, well, their branding has been atrocious for years. So it uh, kind of, yeah. I didn't know that. But it makes sense that like they would have one for TNA and one for Impact because they can't figure out what they want to call themselves. <laughs> so that makes point. sense. It's a good what? point. How on earth? With AAA, that's one thing because like it, it's not an American promotion, and especially if it's Andrade or somebody like that, like I can see them getting the belt off him. How on earth are they going to get the belt back to anyone from TNA? How can anyone from TNA credibly beat this guy in any way? Short of him just forfeiting it, which also right. makes that promotion look like a chump. Like, what are they supposed to do now exactly? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't really. If I were a huge, like, if this were the NWA title, I'd be way more annoyed. I don't really yeah. care about TNA, but I'm just curious. I wonder what their booking process was. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you do there. I really don't. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I didn't even think I hadn't even thought about it, but that's a great point. Where like where does that go? I it's not gonna. I tell you what, it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be the first man to ever kick out of the one winged angel is Rich Swan. <laughs> that's what it's not gonna be. No offense to Rich Swan, he was a good yeah. cruiserweight champion. The little of his reign I remember, but like, I don't know. A big cast who's wrestling as W Morrissey. He's not beating Kenny Omega for the Impact title. I'm sorry, that's not happening. Yeah, I, don't, I doubt it. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. That's just that's just going to be funny. I'm really I'm not too invested in that either way. It's just going to be funny to see what happens. Yeah, it'll be uh it'll be interesting, but um but the whole thing with Omega and uh whatever the hell that faction is now called, I I don't know. I genuinely um, don't know. It's the, it's but, the Don Callis. Yeah, the Don Callis people. But uh that that feud with um, Kingston and Moxley is great. Everything they've done yeah. is awesome. Yeah. It was great again this week. They tried this to week's s- spot was awesome. It, yeah, when Omega's like, "Yeah, you're gonna, you have to earn your place against us. You're gonna go one of against one of our guys, Nakazawa." <laughs> that made me laugh out loud when he said that. And then you just see Nakazawa because he's the driver. He's like, kind of turns back with this look of like shock, but doesn't say anything. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, that made me laugh. And then that, I'm was, a, that was a great segment. So that's going to be the tag match next week is Omega yeah, and Nakazawa cool. and Moxley and Kingston. It's going to be fun. 
I'm excited for that. I, I am a huge fan. I don't think it happens a lot, but we, maybe that's why I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of the give me what I want or I'll break this person's X, Y, or Z in the yeah. middle of the ring. Yeah. And I love it. Like, it's fun, especially like the one I remember off the top of my head is that famous episode of Raw where Mick Foley is like, Vince McMahon, you give me a title shot that I've rightfully earned or I will break Shane's arm right here. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. Like, it's really, really cool. Because he's doing it to the heel. That's when it's the right. best. Yep. And Vince in that moment is awesome because he's a terrible person. But he still doesn't want to see his son Shane get hurt. Like mm-hmm. he's still got some element of humanity. And that's why that threat works. I love that they did this this week. And yep. Kenny Omega was like, yep. I don't care. Break his arm. Like whatever. <laughs> that was so <laughs> great. Because that's exactly what he would do. That's why he sent like his lowest little toady out to beat these guys up anyway. Right. And then when they got Kenny in it and are leveraging it over Don Callis, Don Callis has that same freak out moment where he's a terrible person, but this is his cash cow yep. and ostensibly his friend. And he has to give them what they want. Yeah, it was great. It made John Moxley and Eddie Kingston look great. I'm really excited for next week. This was a really fun spot. Yeah, the Brandon Cutler part was hilarious, too. That made me laugh. Uh, that was that was that timing was really good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> part two. Oh, yeah, that was a fun segment. That was a really fun segment. Um, what else happened? Uh, Chris Statlander came back. I don't care. Nightmare oh, family dude, this is the, the other factory. big thing. Forgot about them. I, dude, I, I feel bad for those people because I feel like Cody Rhodes is like, all right, I've had all these guys on my team. Now let's elevate some of them. And everyone on the planet is just like, no, Cody, we don't care. We yeah, don't. like. We, we don't, no. The spot on the bus was cool. I was kind of doing laundry during most of that match, so I don't know how we got to that point, but – well, that Cody was, was just was... Uh, um, QT was trying to leave and went to go open the like get in the bus and Cody was just in the doorway there and then, then beat him up. OK, yeah, that so that's it. fine. What, and now they're going to wrestle next week. So, yeah, hey. that's that's fine. I, I get it. Good for, you know, go for it. Hasn't haven't cared yet. But here's the other thing. Finally, for you, Miro finally snapped, dude. They finally broke them up. And yeah, well, I it's because really Kip Sabian is hurt. That's why. Is it really? Yeah, he had. I think he had surgery today. I think they did it really well, though. I mean, I didn't know that, but it it was time. And they did. This is one of the things that I would have talked about sooner if we had recorded. But like a few weeks ago, they started running Miro vignettes. And they had that main event. They lost to the best friends. I think that was when Statlander returned. It was a whole thing. Yeah. And yeah. two weeks later, Miro was on TV and he's like, hey, Kip, you haven't been returning my phone calls ever since that match. What's up? Mm-hmm. Come on over, buddy. I just want to talk. And Kip Sabian like, didn't show up for three weeks because he's watched wrestling and is like, well, that's not going <laughs> to turn out well. And then this week he finally showed up and Miro just beat the slop out of him. Yeah. And then, and then, like, locked his arm in the door and was like, I forgive you. And then broke his arm in the door and then yep. left. Yep. It was awesome. Yep. I love it. I yeah. love it. I can't oh. wait. I just want to see more of Miro doing that. That's yep. that's all we want. Yep. We want Keep that to happen. We want I'm that excited. to happen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's fine. I mean, I haven't cared about anything that's been going on with that. So I'm glad that Miro's hopefully going to be by himself and going to be some sort of monster again. Cause that's all we've wanted this whole time. Um, I right. think I'm sorry. I know we no, talked no, no, about no, no, current events good. a lot cause we were catching up. I'm calling my shot right now. 
I think he's going to be the one to beat Darby Allen for the TNT title. I think he's going to go on a run with that for a while. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. That would that would I mean, be there's a only, idea. He's talking about how all the champions are in trouble, and there's only two, and I feel like they're not going <laughs> to pull the trigger on the Kenny Omega thing quite yet. So that's, that's a good bad. point. Yeah, I think that would be a good Brody. Move. I think you can do the Brody Lee Cody thing and have him just kill Darby Allen. Darby Allen does some crazy spot, kills himself. Rusev yeah. puts him in the. I don't know what he'll call it. Yeah, it was probably the just throw him off the second ba- uh, the balcony of the Daly's place. That's what I yeah. Would do something to make now. Rusev look like a monster. Miro, whatever his name is. Sure. And and roll from there. I, I think that's what's going to happen. But we'll see. I'm excited either way. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um. All right. And then we have the main event again, which another another Darby Allen TNT title main event, which has just been great. Um. One thing that does kind of annoy me is they keep touting it as, oh, he's following the footsteps of Brody Lee and challenging everyone every week. I was like, that Brody Lee never, never did that. That was Cody. Mm-hmm. Cody did that. That was Cody's thing. Why why are we making it that Brody Lee's thing? They mention it every week, and it's just like that. But that didn't happen. That wasn't what was going on. I don't understand. But, uh... Anyway, but that was another that was another fun match. Darby Allen's just the per- he's just the perfect white meat baby face. He just is. Everything about him is perfect for that type of role. And his wrestling style, where no matter who he wrestles, he's just gonna get the snot kicked out of him for twelve minutes, and then pull out a win. You'd think it'd get tired after a while, but it doesn't. <laughs> it's fun every time because it's so believable. You're like, yeah. He's my size. He's going to get the snot kicked out of him every time he wrestles another professional wrestler. Right. Like, but but he's a superhero and can pull it out in the end. Like it's I don't know. It should I feel like it shouldn't work, but it does. Yeah, yeah, he's perfect for that. He's the kind of like I don't know, I feel like Jeff Hardy is in the same vein where Ray like Mysterio he's going to destroy too. himself. Yeah, 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 that's a good that's a good shout. But Jeff Hardy, especially with the daredevil stuff, yeah. you know, you're yeah. like, please don't jump off that. And he did. <laughs> but it's great. Like you feel a little, you know, you're a little scared to root for him, but he's great. Yeah. And, no, he's... and with staying, it's even better. Like, I feel like that is work. Like, cause again, I don't know why it just, cause most of the time Sting's kind of just there, but it doesn't, <laughs> but it doesn't take away from the aura of Sting and he's not getting in the way of Darby Allen. Like I don't know. I just feel like they're handling it pretty well right now. Yeah, is who did Sting square off with this week? I forget. Oh, uh, he uh oh shoot. Who Oh, it's he's been going back and forth. He was going back and forth with uh um Oh my gosh. I know he uh, scrapped Lan- with Luchasaurus uh, a little bit. Oh, yeah, Lance yeah, Archer, that's Lance right. Lance Archer. That's, right. that's who he's been going kind of back and forth but but it's kind of whoever's out there and then uh and then now ethan page and scorpio sky have been making their okay their presence in beating up uh darby allen and 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 those guys but um yeah i'm not really sure what's going on with that because like you said the miro title thing but also there it seems like scorpio sky because he won the toilet the toilet ring and and so, oh, right. I'm, but then he, he lost, that, but then he yeah, lost the match. Uh, so that happened. That was so long ago, but they're still kind of doing that. And then Ethan, and then, you know, Ethan page is, is going to be, so I wouldn't be surprised if Ethan page at some point will be his, 
he'll probably be his uh, opponent at double or nothing. I would I would assume at this point. And um, and then yeah, Sting will wrestle Lance Lance Archer at some point. Um, so yeah, I don't I'm not exactly sure. There, there's a they've thrown a lot into that. Um, <laughs> so I'm not sure which one of the like twelve things are gonna happen first or what order. Yeah, well, they probably don't either. But that makes sense. That's kind of what I was. Uh, that's what I was wondering. I feel like they're just running like everyone in AEW wants to get beat up by Sting. Yeah. So they're just kind of running through them. They're just like, yeah, it'll be cool. It'll be a good career moment. Like whatever. Hey, well, everyone's always wanted to get beat up by Sting. We saw that in Ready to Rumble. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> we're men, I'm, and we're not afraid to say we love other men. Wham. Oh, oh, hit me next. Hit me, hit me. Wham. <laughs> oh, if you guys still haven't seen Ready to Rumble and are, and are listening to us, just stop. Stop and go go watch Ready to Rumble now because it's brilliant. Patron Saint David Arquette. Um, oh, man. See, I'm not really sure where that's going to go, but that's that's fun. The, the ending of the match is great. I like how Darby Allen has a finisher pin. Like, that's so cool. I've never heard of anyone having that before. But he has a finishing move, like, pin combination. And that's awesome. Wait, elaborate on this for me, because I actually missed the end of the main event. What What does he do? Oh, uh, it's this, like, he, like, spins and, like, locks their legs up and then pins them. But he doesn't do a move on them. Like, the pin is a move. Like, they can't get out of it. Like, hmm. it, and I forgot the name of it. Um... Oh, what is the? Uh... I'm gonna have to go watch that then, because I'm having a hard time visualizing it. But I'm sure it'll make sense when I see it. Yeah, and um, I'm pretty sure he did that at the end of this match. And hang on, let me see. Maybe I can pull it up on there. Uh... And let me see if I can pull it up on this. Try and see if I can describe it. Uh, let's see. No. no. Okay. Yeah, let's see. Also, I like how, uh, like they're they're going into his name is Preston Vance because he's ten in the Dark Order and so they literally spell it like P R E S and then one zero Vance. Nice. That's pretty awesome. I like that. Yeah, that's good. Let's see where is the. Oh no, that's them getting beat up afterwards. Okay, no, he didn't. He didn't do his his uh, special pin thing. He just kind of rolled him up and reversed something this time. But he does have one, and I don't remember what it's called. But it's kind of cool. Like he literally like will wrap their legs around and then pin them without doing a move. Like kind of like real wrestling, you know, where like it's yeah. not about knocking them out to then pin them. Like it's literally getting them to where they can't get their shoulders off the mat. And right, it's, 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 like, it's, it's that just type leverage. of thing. And it's pretty cool. It's really cool. Um, so yeah, he didn't do that in this match, but but in uh, but he does do that, and I do I do like that. I think that's pretty cool. 
But uh, yeah, that was fun. So yeah, AEW's going strong. WWE kind of meh, which nothing's new with that. That's pretty normal. Uh, I, I once again, for the record, I think WWE's got some good stuff going on. <laughs> you know what? That's fine. I, I will I will watch Bailey fight for the title at WrestleMania Backlash. I don't think they'll give it to her, but she's about two months away from getting cheered ironically by obnoxious fans like me. So, like, leaving her off of WrestleMania <laughs> was a terrible idea because now, like, a bunch of us are going to try to do the Daniel Bryan thing with her. We're going to be like, put Bailey on the show. She deserves it. She's so good. Yeah. It's a good thing that match with Bianca Belair isn't in front of people is what I'm saying because it, it would be closer than they would like. You think? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it would be, like, ridiculous. It wouldn't be as bad as, like, when Roman Reigns was a babyface fighting literally anyone. But it, it would be it would be closer to 50-50 than they would care to admit, I think. Hmm. I, I don't know. Interesting. Anyway. That's fair. Um, anything else we need to talk about, Harris? I mean, if you have a topic, we can talk about that. I don't have anything else. That oh no, happened. no, no! There's no topic. Oh really? Well, hey, I think that's fine. We did a good enough job catching up. <laughs> Let's see. That's what I was counting on. <laughs> yeah, no, this is good. That's fair enough. Let's see. Anything else? I think that's it. You don't care about this, but uh, we need to be watching. We we need to be watching NWA because they've been doing their weekly show. I know, and uh, neither of us. It's only like five bucks a month, but both of us are like, no. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, but they're 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 doing their thing. So good. Keep keep going. Keep going, guys. Seems like they're really moving with the whole Thunder Rosa Camille thing, like. They've been squaring off a lot more, even though Camille won that match and is now the number one contender, which is good because I want to see them feud. Thunder Rosa so, beat the crap out of Dave, Dave LaGreca at an indie show last night. Yeah, I saw that. That was fun. It's always interesting. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, can't think of anything else. Oh, yeah. Uh, you don't care about this, and I haven't watched much of it, but Alexa Bliss now has a spooky puppet that she takes Uh-oh. orders from her name's Lily. She's just doing like they did the Bray Wyatt spooky things happen for like six months. And everyone was like, ah, well I can't wait till the payoff match. And then they just said, Nope, Alexa bliss is going to betray him and keep doing the exact same thing every week. She's not uh, feuding with anybody. She's just like, I've got creepy eye makeup on and here's a puppet and here's a jump scare. It's, it's not good, but I'm kind of curious to see how long they keep doing it. Like, they can't do this when they have live crowds because live crowds will derail these. But they've taken advantage of it for like eight months. We'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> it, it amazes me that people are paid to write this show. Yeah. No, I know. Well, it and just. And with no, like, no plan. No long because it's one thing to like write a show or write a sitcom and have like a season long arc that doesn't work. It's another thing to show up to work every week and they're like, Great, what are we doing with Alexa Bliss? And they're like, Just another spooky promo. And they're like, Is she fighting with anyone? And they're like, No. Like, well, okay. And you just gotta, it's just, it's just wandering in the wilderness, man. That's all it is. Much like this podcast. I can't think of anything else that happens, to be honest. It's been a few weeks, but. I feel like we hit most of it. I think this was a good, this was a good little current events recap. Spectacular. Yeah. 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 
All right. David Arquette doing anything? Uh, no. I don't think so. Okay. Unfortunately. Yeah. They're still making that new Scream movie, right? I believe so. I believe there's... Yeah. As far as I know. Yeah, I can't think of anything else either. That's fine. No, me neither. <laughs> All right. So that does it. Thanks for listening, guys. This has been Woo! Behind the Gorilla. Follow us on Twitter, at Behind underscore Gorilla, and Instagram, at Behind underscore Gorilla. Follow me on Twitter, at Marky Mark Brand. And I'm at Harris Wilson. So do that as well. And, uh, yeah, that does it for this episode. Thanks so much, guys. We'll talk to you next time.